and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast, hosted by Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach. Now, this podcast delivers open, non-judgmental, heart-to-heart conversations about love, self-love, self-care, dating, and relationships. Using her known and proven four-part methodology, Teresha has shown hundreds of women over the years how to find a deeper understanding of themselves to set themselves up for relationship success. Because she truly believes that every woman deserves to successfully experience love, connection, deep fulfillment and self-validation in every single one of their achievements. So enjoy, take notes and get ready to apply all key messages you learn today. Hello and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by yours truly, Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach, where we have open, honest, heart-to-heart conversations about love, self-love, self-care, dating and relationships. And for this week's episode, I am being joined by the amazing Grace Nelson. Hey, Grace. Hello. Hello, everyone. Excited to be here. Oh, it's such a pleasure and honour to have you here. I'm so excited for this conversation. So let me just give you all a brief introduction to who Grace Nelson is. So Grace is a business and mindset coach specialising in supporting women in corporate to start their online business from scratch and create their signature online offer so they can go on to 10x their income without having to leave your nine to five. Grace believes that it is simply not okay to be stuck in the job where you are not living up to your full potential. And you know, deep down, you're capable of so much more. She has over a decade's worth of business experience and understands what it's like to have an idea you're passionate about, but not knowing how to make it a profitable reality. So you can have a reliable income other than your job. She's also the co-founder of Think Create Initiate Method alongside her business partner and bestie, Charlotte Barrett. Their method provides a proven pathway of success for those that wish to start up their online business from scratch alongside a nine-to-five, having no prior business experience. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely amazing. So again, I'm so, so honoured to have you here, Grace, that you can impart your wisdom and your knowledge and also some of your life experiences with us. The honour is all mine, Teresha. I'm so excited to be here amongst your fabulous audience and in your company because you are just amazing, Teresha. You really are. Just And I love your real, authentic conversations that you're having and really touching upon important topics topics that we must speak about you know as women especially we must do and I'm completely and utterly grateful for that Grace I am so passionate about what I do and to have this platform to be able to connect with other great people and women like yourselves because together we rise so we are going to kick off the conversation because before we talk about love and relationships Mm. this podcast is all about self-growth and also Mm self-empowerment and it's really important that the audience gets to know a little bit more about you as well and some of the highlights of your life and your career that led you to becoming a business and mindset coach 
Yes, yeah, fantastic. So my story then dates back to 2013 when I was in a, a good job in terms of the, you know, my, my colleagues, the culture, the actual job that I was doing, fantastic, loved it. Um, however, I was being bullied at the time by my then line manager. And that really had a detrimental impact on my health, my physical health, as well as my mental health. Mm. And there were times when I just dreaded going into work, you know, at the fear of what's she going to say this time? And it, it wasn't the fact that she was just, you know, bullying me almost, but also harassing my other colleagues as well, who'd been there for much longer and mm. refused to speak up. And I just felt that enough is enough. And I just, I knew at that time that I could do so much better than where I was now in terms of my earning potential and also tapping more into my, my gifts, my true gifts um, and, and leveraging what I'm already good at as well, my skills and ex expertise. So there was, it came to a crunch point and, you know, I, I, this is something that I encourage the women that come into my world and um, the people that I connect with that you don't have to wait for a crisis in order to kind of change direction in your life. But unfortunately at that time, it was the crisis that I went through with my physical health, almost being bed bound at one point that I thought enough is enough. And that was my wake up call. Mm -hmm. So I took immediate action. I remember um, I went round to Charlotte's house, probably um, a couple of weeks later actually. And uh, we just said, look, let's just do this. And we thought, let's combine our skills and expertise together. And we started off our first business partnership venture, which was in uh, events management. Okay. It was specializing from everything from your, your social events to your corporate events. Mm. And we were still in our nine to fives, obviously trying to build up our, our income, diversify our income. Um, but it got to a point whereby that business actually took off uh, and the demand started to outgrow our time and I was loving it you know I was getting to meet different people we were kind of our whole business strategy was riding off word of mouth referrals mm. but then I thought there's got to be a better way to do business because you know it was demanding a lot of our time and it was more kind of physically based which was taking a toll on my physical health because I was still healing. And that's where we decided to move more towards the, the service-based industry. So incorporating that corporate side of things, but more service-based. So we were doing business networking events, um, attracting an online audience. And then before we knew it, our business kind of evolved whereby people were readily coming into our world. And as we were sharing more about our behind the scenes, growing our business while still in the nine to five, things started to take another direction whereby we, we kind of were sitting in a role as of a business coach without really kind of having that hat on at that point. Mm -hmm. But as we kept doing it, as our audience kept growing, as we started to get clients, one-to-one -one clients who wanted startup advice within the events management industry, as well as other industries as well, we naturally evolved into a business startup and mindset coaches. And that's exactly where we are today, sharing and supporting corporate women, as Teresha said in the beginning, mm -hmm. who are still in a nine to five, but they know that they've got more within them. They've got untapped potential. They want to do more and be more. So we help them tease that out and do so, still with the safety net of the nine to five, but being able to kind of leverage their income. So there comes a point where they can leave their nine to five comfortably and be full-time in their business. 
wow, what a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the simplified version. <laughs> I'll bring you on for part two. <laughs> we can go more into it. Yeah. I'm just listening to you in complete awe and fascination because, yes, you did have your health crises mm. as mm. well. And the whole experience of bullying in in the work yeah. as well. And I always say that sometimes it doesn't make sense at the time, mm. but the dots do connect when you look backwards. Yeah, yeah. At that time, it probably was awful you know, for oh, you and was. your colleagues. It was, it was. Do you know what, Teresha? It was only until a couple of years ago where I kind of, I was, I remember I was washing up at my, um, my fiance's um, house at the time. And I just thought, I've got to thank that woman because without her, I would have made this leap. And at the time I was just really kind of loathing her, hate or hating on her, which I, you know, I didn't like those feelings I was having towards her, yeah. but she was making my life really miserable. And then it came to the point where I thought, thank you, because without mm-hmm. you, I wouldn't be where I am today and the woman that I am today as well. So yeah, I absolutely hear that. You know, some of these people and these experiences are our greatest teachers. Mm-hmm. when it comes to life as well and it's that whole learning to forgive it's like a forgiveness process that yeah, yeah. you're not condoning what she said oh yes yeah yeah but yeah. well, you're choosing now just to drop it and let it go and yeah. to send appreciation and gratitude to that situation yeah, exactly because you know, I often say it's in our darkest moments that we find our brightest light yeah and yeah. it's like okay now you're able to reach out to your business bestie mm-hmm. Charlotte mm-hmm. yeah and then think Oh, it's like let's get into our zone of genius now yes, yes. and really tap into that potential. But question for you, Grace, then how does one realize what their potential is? Because if you've been in corporate for many, many years, you may have even blocked yes, your yes. your ability to maybe tap into your potential. So how can we go about unlocking it? I do find with corporate, it does kind of stifle your creativity, you know, with the best will and intention. You've got, maybe you started off with all these ideas that you wanted to execute and before you know it, you know, the, with all the red tape and the bureaucracy, your ideas are shot down yeah. one by one. And that's exactly what I found as well. That's yeah. why I really feel that personal development is key outside of the corporate world, mm. really kind of honing in and harnessing your skills and expertise. And that's something that I've always loved doing, being that long, perpetual lifelong learner. Um, so I, I mean, I, I came from quite, um, you know, I went through the education ranks, even up to MBA level. And I have to say, even though I've got my MBA, it doesn't really transfer or relate into the world of business. You know, that's why I say with no business experience, because there's people out there with no degrees at all who are making multi-millions, multi-billions. Yes, Mm -hmm. there's some transferable skills there, but anyway, that's another uh, topic in itself. Part three. Yeah, part three, part three, I'll come back for that. But um, really, it's, it's a case of sitting down with yourself and doing an audit as to what you're really good at, Mm. and also tapping into your passions what you would love to be doing and one of the questions that really helped me to think about the business that I wanted to enter into taking all of my skills expertise experience knowledge and wisdom is what could I see myself doing over the next five years even if I wasn't getting paid for it Mm. that's when you know that is your true passion And when starting out in business, you are going to find in the beginning that you're not readily 
um, you know, getting that income that you desire will come over time. But there's going to be points whereby your your income is fluctuating or you're not getting the clients or the opportunities and that traction. Mm -hmm. So at the core of it, you need to be doing something that you're in it for the long time. The, the women that come into my world, I help them to find something whereby it's evolution and growth over a lifetime. You're building this business for the long run. It's not just a, a fly-by-night business, you know. So when the going gets tough, you're not just going to throw in the towel. You're yeah. going to keep going and know that business is just like it being in an experiment. Some mm. things are going to work and some things aren't going to work. So it's, you have to keep on testing, testing, and that's how you evolve. So that's one of the big questions I always ask. And, you know, a lot of the women that are coming to me with their ideas and that, they can actually see themselves yeah. doing that particular business. So we kind of go deeper and harness that and pull that into something quite beautiful, their signature online offer. Wow. And I was just having a thought that maybe a lot of people are already doing something they're really passionate yeah. about. So it's not necessarily moving into something and thinking, what am I passionate about? Mm, mm, mm. I'm already doing it. So, yeah. for example, myself, I've always been a natural helper. I've got a HR management corporate background. Yeah. I've been a natural helper in my professional life, also in my personal life. I'm the eldest of four children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've always had that nurturing, helping others, supportive kind of nature. So it's always been something I've been doing. And it wasn't until some of my personal lived experiences where I thought, I would love to share this with other people. Let me go onto social media and just start doing posts. Mm, mm -hmm. you know, what's the RRA? There's no monetary RRA on that at all. But I just want to go out there and give positive quotes, help people to feel lighter and brighter about themselves. And I loved it. And mm. I was doing that while still in my nine to five yes, job. Yes. So it was giving me fulfillment. But I did think, oh, how can I manage my time? And is that something that when you're working with new people, th people think, okay, so how can I do a nine to five as well as build a business? Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. You know, everything that I teach is a, from a place whereby I'm walking the walk. So I support the women that work with me to actually leverage their small pockets of time. Mm. So it's, yes, your nine to four, five is in, you know, right bang in the middle of your yeah. day. Nothing, nothing much you can do about that. But let's look at those small pockets of time that you can leverage. In the morning, can you wake up an hour earlier before the rest of the household? As Teresha knows, I, I'm a bit deluded. I wake up at 4 a.m., which I don't recommend anyone else does unless you really want to, uh, just so that I can fit in my personal spiritual development time. And then, you know, maybe are there pockets within the day? Your golden power hour lunchtime as well. Mm -hmm. That's another uh, hour that you can leverage. Yeah. In the evening, yes, you know, if you're um, a, a parent, you might get a bit tired, etc. So you need to be quite mindful. And I know that my energy depletes towards the evening. But in the beginning, you know, you're, you're kind of driven by that motivation. You're, you're on that kind of good yes. energy. So sometimes you might be able to squeeze an hour before bed. But again, it is just looking at that. Um, and then in the in the beginning as well, you might have to utilize some weekends. I'm not saying to take up all of your time because it's very important that you strike that balance for your own uh, mental and physical health as well. Yeah. So it might be a Sunday evening so that you can just prep for the week ahead, produce mm -hmm. some content, batch record like I do. Uh, and I readily share and encourage my clients to do so that you're kind of getting ahead of the week. Yes. You're really leveraging those small pockets of time 
But when you're online, people feel that you're present all the time because you've got that content that's coming out, you're in your stories, you're on your feed, etc. And that's the way to do it in the beginning, avoiding the burnout and the overwhelm. Absolutely. And that's what I used to do in the beginning too. Batch recording, batch posts. Yeah. And you know, you've got great scheduling systems out there too, yeah, where you, yeah, you yeah. just schedule it for a certain yeah. time. Most of them are free as well. So yeah, exactly. Just... So there are definitely ways in which you can do that. And I love it's almost like you're saying is get yourself into some sort of regime or routine mm-hmm. to help you to be disciplined in order to create that that pockets, you know, those pockets of time. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Discipline is the golden word because there are times when you're not going to feel like doing it, especially mm-hmm. when you've come home from a hard day's work. And the last thing you want to do is flip up the laptop and do mm-hmm. a live. So by keeping that discipline, keeping true to your word, very integral, that's what's going to keep you going. Because I have to say, the motivation and the passion can only run for so long. It's mm. the discipline that keeps you in the game for the long run. Yeah. So yeah, that structure and routine is so, so important. I can hear that. And like you said before, like you walk the talk, you know, mm. you are a living, breathing example of a successful business and mindset coach. So how do you, alongside you're nine to five, yes. you run your, 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 your side business with your business <laughs> bestie as well. How do you look after yourself self-care wise um, to make sure that you get that balance as well? Yeah. So before I start my day, so this is the weekdays, I make sure that I've got that me time where I dedicate that time two hours in the morning before David wakes up and ruins my whole routine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say, David, if you're, you're listening to this. Brings you back down um, to earth. Yeah. So I meditate for an hour and this is something that's really pushed me outside of my comfort zone because my mind is like, whoa, you know, it's like a thoughts a minute or even less than that. Um, But yeah, that one hour meditation and then I do a bit of exercise, whether it's going to the gym, depending on how my body is at the time, or even if it's just a simple stroll outside um, and just listening to some, you know, high frequency uh, beats, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I'm very, my, I struggled with this in the beginning and I have to, I have to hold my hands up, mm. drinking uh, at least one litre of water a day. So now <laughs> I'm keeping really disciplined and I'm drinking half a gallon a day. So I've really kind of pushed <laughs> Yes, Teresa, I've really <laughs> one extreme to another I love it <laughs> um and also I make sure that the the weekends uh you know I've got my time at the weekends yeah. family time is really important to me mm. and that um you know even though we talk about self-care for the self spending time with my little daughter making sure that my I'm fully focused very much my time is intentional with her switch off you know all kind of digital devices that really lifts me up boosts me up inside etc so um and then yeah it's just um other things I do is have a a nice long bath as well it's it's not regular I have to say but I find because I'm I'm the type of person that's a a shower in the morning so having a bath is like a luxury to me (laughs) yes I really indulge you know the candles you know that Mm. kind of date with myself I'm with you there (laughs) yeah I put in a couple of rose petals as well yeah yeah yeah, rose petals yeah yeah the rose rose wine yeah (laughs) living our best life yeah our best mummy life (laughs) all of that good stuff but yeah no, I definitely hear what you're saying. And self-care mm. is essential. It was something that I didn't highly regard in the beginning. Mm. 
Mm. But it's through the different experiences I've gone through, almost to the brink of near burnout as well, that I've really understood the importance of self-care and rest time as well. So I make sure that's heavily factored into my weeks. And for the amazing women that will come to work with you, you are just a beautiful example of how to make it work, make it work for you professionally and also to take care of yourself, to be a a mompreneur as well, to have it all together, you know, you nurturing the relationship that you have with your fiance and everything like that. So it is doable. It is possible. People might be thinking, oh, so actually on that note, Mm -hmm. what are some of the, the misconceptions that you might find people have about running their own business alongside being in a nine to five? So, yeah, no, I think that's a really good question. Um, There's a lot of misconceptions and myths about doing so. Um, Some of the key ones that I can think of is obviously time, as we spoke about as well. You know, I don't have enough time a day, but we all get the same amount of time. As as Teresa's just highlighted, you know, why is it that I'm able to do so? You know, I've got a little one. She's going to be two in July, you know, so she's of that age where she's... uh, really demanding on my time Mm. but I'm still able to do so so it's not a time problem it's a mindset problem Mm. and that's something that I kind of really um I like to debunk these myths and misconceptions and it's just about what's really important to you you know gone are the days where you can really rely on a single income especially from the corporate world and with all what's going on there with lots of redundancies and you know it's, it's it's an ever-shifting landscape, the corporate world. So you really kind of need to take back the reins, take back your power, um, and just think about your future, the long run, your family, etc. Yeah. And that's by looking at ways to diversify your income, something I'm really big, big on. Yeah. Um, other misconceptions are, you know, can I really do this? You know, if you've been kind of caught up in the invisible structures of the corporate workplace, and then you you go out alone, you know, with your own CEO hat. Sometimes it's a big, scary world and it's yes. full of unknowns, you know, and that's what scares most people because they yes. don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. But mm-hmm. it's reframing that, looking at how can I have fun? How can I experiment, you know, and put stuff out there, you know, with that playful curiosity. That's the kind of energy I like to bring to what I do and the, the different uh, tasks that I do in my business as well. Mm-hmm. So. It's all about embracing the unknown, lifting those invisible structures that are just keeping you stuck and stagnant within the corporate world. Yeah. Uh, and even your mindset as well is kind of really kind of shifting that and taking on this new identity that knows that she can be this amazing six figure, seven figure business owner if you truly want to. You can have it all the freedom, flexibility. Mm. Um, we just place those parameters on ourselves to keep us stuck as well. So, yeah, they're some of the the top ones I wanted to highlight. Yeah, I can just imagine that because it can feel quite daunting because I know when I thought about leaving my nine to five corporate and just going into coaching full time, you're suddenly wearing all of the hats of the department, your finance, your marketing, your HR, you know, all of these departments in one. You think it's just me one doing Mm -hmm. this and it can feel a bit like a lonely experience. And which is why I think it's so important when you are starting out on your entrepreneurial journey is to find either a sisterhood or some group um, that can help you a supportive group that can help you along that journey that you can bounce off those ideas I know you run a fantastic group yourself that Mm -hmm. can help women to actually think okay 
is this you no know, what do you think about this you know and, yeah. and to get that feedback yeah because it can feel quite lonely yeah yeah exactly that it doesn't have to be a lonely journey there's so many other like-minded people like yourselves who are going through the same journey at the same time maybe experiencing similar experiences as well that you can really tap into and grow to grow with as well and you know being part of these communities there's so many opportunities that can blossom from within such as collaborations or even clients and finding mentors etc so it's kind of just putting yourself out there knowing that you're not alone yes and just embracing that as well mm. and also I would say is um you know no man or woman is an island so you you need to have people around you to help you grow you can't readily do it on your own yeah. that's why I'm always a bit kind of mm, you know when people say that they're self-made yes self-made. <laughs> did you really do it by yourself yeah I don't know yeah, sorry, Teresa. I was going to say there's always an element of collaboration in whatever way that would be some sort of support network yeah, that yeah, yeah. to because you, know, you wasn't necessarily sitting there by yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That, yeah. That. So have people around you drafting support, you know, even if it's starting to build a, a small team right from the get-go. Myself and Charlotte, we have a virtual assistant, very low cost, but they're able to help us leverage our time as well yeah. and focus on the important bits like, the lead generation, the, the activities that are going to help you bring more eyeballs onto your offers. So you can start to do things slowly and incrementally right from the get-go. You see, and it's great because there are strategies and there are you know, amazing people like Grace to be able to support people who want to start off um, on that entrepreneurial journey, might not even know what a business idea mm. is right now. And this is where you can really tap into it. And I guess you know, sometimes people might even think, it's, it's too late to start mm, what's mm. the point like seriously like what's the point in starting now I should have started it back in my 20s but I know some incredible people who have started their businesses quite late yeah yeah life I believe um Vera Wang I think she actually really started designing clothes around the age of 39 mm-hmm, I think she was mm-hmm. a fashion journalist before but she actually got into the fashion business at the age of 39 there's people like um, the owners and founders of McDonald's, KFC, yeah. Coca-Cola, yeah. all started yeah. in their 50s. Yeah, exactly. As well. So for me... Colonel Sanders, I think he was like Colonel 60 Sanders. plus even. Yeah. <laughs> 70 at one point. And then look, you know, legacy lives on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody loves a KFC or can type <laughs> in, whatever you want to call it. And there are other online shops and other stores out there who sell chicken food. Yeah out there too um but yes so it's not too late to start never too late never, never too late there's no age limit when it comes to the online world starting your business and these are kind of all just excuses that sadly people put before them just because they're too comfortable within their known zone let's yeah. call it you know they're so used to doing things one way there's invisible structures keeping them in place yes it's big and scary and unknown out there but you know let's we're not here to live a mediocre life we're here to live a whole and fulfilled life so if you feel that you want to do something even if you feel that inner kind of nudge pushing you you know that's your inner being your soul telling you that you need to be doing much more. You should be doing much more. That's what's going to keep you feeling light and more fulfilled as well. So yeah, that whole 
age limit, another invisible structure mm-hmm. or barrier that we put on ourselves. Oh, completely hear that. And perhaps it's put on ourselves because I don't know whether I'm just so out of the, the curriculum when it comes to schools, but I'm sure it's not taught in schools about how to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, and that opportunity. So I guess we are conditioned to move into that yeah. corporate world and maybe live that life that isn't as fulfilling as we want to. I'm guessing, I'm going to assume here that you would be of the mindset and of the notion that it would be a good idea to educate um, the, the young ones, the young ones, I'm really old now, um, but yeah, the youth at school level about the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely frustration rising up. You know, this was never a thing for us to learn about entrepreneurship. Yes, you will learn about business, but not in this sense, this real sense of doing business. It was very kind of old and traditional sense, yeah. which no one would really go down that pathway. So, yeah, with the school curriculum, uh, much of it is, or was, as I knew it, very much outdated, very much traditional. You know, as soon as you leave university, you go straight into the world of work and work for the next 40 plus years if you could even reach that level. But now I am seeing more and more social enterprises, youth-led organisations that are kind of um, challenging the status quo, as it were, and bringing that enterprise element, you know, with the uh, the youth enterprise programs and uh, academies, etc., and different um, uh, workshops and exhibitions that are going on. So you are seeing more and more young talent, and I love seeing. Like I remember in our local, well, not my local area, but in London, there was a young boy that started off his own vegan restaurant. He started from his mother's kitchen. Now he's got a vegan restaurant, I think, in South London. And I just absolutely love hearing his story. Uh, Little girls, boys writing books, becoming, you know, there's this. And we we never, we weren't, we weren't, uh, we didn't have that when we were growing up. You know, it just wasn't in our reckoning. Well, for many of us anyway, there's probably some that kind of were exposed to that uh, Mm. elsewhere. But I definitely feel that more of that needs to be taught in the traditional mainstream system, right from within the classroom. Why should it be an extracurricular that Mm. children have to tap into? So, yeah, that's definitely something, you know, that I'm very much lobbying for. I so hear that. And then a lot of the the children who we see who are moving into the world of entrepreneurship, they're being supported and encouraged by their parents as well to do it. So we are seeing that sometimes, even if it's not for the parent, so to speak, they're encouraging their children to do it. And I think that's a lovely transfer of passion to the child um, because now I recently bought a book from a young girl she wrote a beautiful book during the times of the pandemic about mm. how she wasn't at school and how she was lonely and then they returned to school and it was so lovely you know meeting up with her friends I believe that this girl was under the age of 10 as wow. well and wow. wrote it and I just thought wow how encouraging is that from a young young age what will she be achieving you know potentially yeah. as she yeah. grows up now So I'm with you. If we could infuse it at the the curriculum level in school, so it's not an extra thing to do, I think that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, definitely. Grace, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, just kind of leading on for that. One of the big projects I'm working on is a youth enterprise hub as well, due to launch next year. And it's in an area which is very much deprived 
it's got a lot of young people and they've readily said that they feel undervalued and unsupported and they wanted a space that they could call their their own really have the agency of responsibility so I've kind of I've heard the call and you know this is my this is part of my legacy to actually get this open and running by next year April so I'm really excited for that Oh, okay. And everybody listening to this and myself will be supporting you all the way because we may be able to, to pay it forward and to give back. You yes. heard the calling, and that's an important thing. When you get that nudge and you feel the calling and you get that inspired idea, take the inspired action. We can't always plan where it's gonna go, mm-hmm, in direction, mm-hmm. but as long as you start. I think that's key. So that's a wonderful, wonderful example. Yes, yeah, I'll invite you to the launch, Teresa. When oh, 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 absolutely. I'll get myself all ready. Is it going to be ready for <laughs> it? Yeah, it might be. Yeah, grand name. Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll push out the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lovely. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. So what I would love to do, because thank you for sharing your experiences, what's led you and how you are helping people on their business and their entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely love that. Thank you. And I want to shift gears Mm -hmm. a little bit now and move into the topic of love Love. and relationships. So let's pivot a little bit when it comes. So reflecting on some of your key romantic relationships, present also in the past how would you describe your experiences and any lessons that you've learned yeah so growing up as a teen I had I was struggling a lot with my self-image um you know I was really skinny you know I would often describe myself as painfully skinny the only piece of me I had on me was my my bum. You know, that was the biggest bit of me, which some people might say was a good thing. <laughs> Lots of people might say that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else was practically non-existent. So that was, um, it was kind of really affecting me when it came to uh, relationships, romantic relationships. And I feel that I almost kind of, um, I saw a lot of attention from men, yeah. mostly the wrong type of men you know I went for the bad boys you know just thinking you know they would love me they would kind of care for me and most of these relationships were short-lived um there was no real communication there it was very much surface level relationships and you know I I wasn't it wasn't the type of relationship where I'll be able to kind of share with them how I was feeling you know maybe about my um body issues etc um and then as I moved on through through my teens into early adulthood, um, relationships started to get better, but still I was going for the, the, the same type of guy, the, the bad boys who were, uh, you know, we, the relation, when I was in a relationship with them, it was good and, you know, it was fun, but that's all it was really. It wasn't long-term, it wasn't going anywhere. So it wasn't until... When did I meet David? So my now fiance David, everyone, mm-hmm. we've been together. This is our twelfth year together. Wow, twelfth year, and uh, when we hit our ten year anniversary, he finally put a ring on it. You know, <laughs> it's a long time coming. Took a time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had lot, yeah. he had a lot to think about along the way, but this has been my first real taster of a meaningful relationship. You know where two people have come together and we we've actually changed each other for the better you know he's helped me grow a lot in confidence about my body especially at that time as I was evolving into a a young woman as well 
Um, he's, you know, taught me a lot about how to be patient um, because, you know, I, <laughs> I was a very impatient person, I must say, you know, back in the day. And, you know, I've really kind of slowed it down, calmed down. And we're, we're just growing together as one. We're, we're helping each other in terms of I'm very much kind of the, you could say more of the, 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 the driven one. So very highly ambitious, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to the top. Oh. And you're coming with me, baby. <laughs> yeah. He's climbing. Yeah, he's four AM starts with him yeah. soon. <laughs> We're getting to the top. David was very much of a slow, slow. Yeah. He's right behind me, but no, we're going together. So yeah, we we've kind of really grown along. That we're still learning from each other. We're, yeah. we're still kind of uh, evolving together as a couple as we move into the 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 later stages of our relationship. But yeah, I would say that um, just over the years how I viewed myself has really impacted the relationships that I've been in. So the more that I started to love myself and have that overflow, I was able to attract, uh, you know, another good person who's now become my soulmate, whereby, Mm -hmm. you know, we we're growing together because I've got love for myself and also love for, for him as well. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's so relatable as well, what you're saying there in terms of the self-image piece growing mm. up, especially when you're young. I was a very you know, skinny person myself, often likened to olive oil from Popeye. <laughs> I remember you saying that. <laughs> I used to wear my hair in a bun. Yeah. I used to wear leggings underneath another pair of trousers mm-hmm, to make it look mm-hmm. like I had something on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, so, and I had self-image issues as well self-esteem self-confidence and would guys find me attractive you know I didn't really have um much boobies at that time either never really had a bum to be fair um but yeah (laughs) so I was kind of always just like questioning oh okay so um you know who would be attracted to me tell me were there any key lessons that the bad boys taught you um that's a good question. What did they teach me? Let me go back. Let me think of a few. I won't say their names. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can always edit out if needed. Yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did they teach me? Um, I when I look, it's only in hindsight now, but when I look back, I wasn't truly happy uh, in these relationships. You know, mm. it was kind of. It was it was almost like anyone that gave me that attention, that extra bit of attention, mm. you know, anyone talking in your ear, etc. You kind of yeah. felt, oh my god, yeah, I just feel special, you know. They can actually yeah. somebody actually thinks that I'm beautiful, you know. You know, when you're kind of still struggling with those body dysmorphia issues, you yeah. know, any bit of attention is good. So it was really kind of, um, I guess, it comes back to the thing about you need to love yourself first. Mm. You know, once you love yourself first, that's when you can start to invite those beautiful relationships that you desire. It's only from that point. No one is going to kind of be able to to give you that power to love Mm -hmm. yourself. It needs to come from within. You know, that's why I'm very mindful of, um, and I've got friends that do that kind of hop from relationship to to another without doing that time for healing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the long run, that does have detrimental effects. So it's all about, you know, just taking time out for yourself. There was a long time, actually, I think after my, 
oh, I don't even know who he was, my last boyfriend <laughs> when I was younger, where I just took some time out for the dating game. And um, I started to connect more of myself. You know, what, what, what are my values? You know, what, what do I love to do? What do I love about me? And, you know, that, that's helped me to increase in confidence, start to love myself, be able to look in the mirror and find the good qualities about me. And I think that's how I've been able to attract such a good relationship now. I was going to say that is incredible because you've said some really key things there in terms of firstly is that self-reflection piece yeah. you step back and like what are my values mm. what am I all about yeah yeah because obviously the bad boy relationships they weren't long term mm. so at some point you know if people are in similar situations they might say so what is it that's not lasting there's a missing piece here that I need yeah. to unpack and need to discover about it so what you were saying about getting to love yourself more, of course, you looked into your values. What are you all about? What are other things that helped you to switch the way that you saw yourself as a person from being somebody who wasn't, you know, didn't was skinny? You know, how did you change that self-image as well? I think it was just kind of understanding that, um, you know, we're, we're all different as humans. So I just had to, I took time to find out and really kind of drill down what were the special qualities about me that I did love and yeah. kind of focused on that because, you know, self-loathing my body, it wasn't doing me any good. It was making me more and more unhappier. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going out there laughing, you know, being the kind of the, the clown amongst all my friends, but coming home, at the end of the day you know really kind of feeling low you know not not to the point of depression but just feeling really unfulfilled so spending that time and you know I think also watching like movies with other women Mm. struggling going through similar experiences helped me as well and then they would end up finding the love of their life so these kind of things collecting that evidence gave me hope as well that yes I can start to love myself and I will find my, my true knight or my true king as well. Mm. So it's, um, I think one of the, the main things I did, and maybe I, I learned it from a, a self-help book or, or something to that effect, was to actually write a list of all the things that make me me, all the things that I love about me. Wow. And that really helped me. And then in time, I did mm. start to love my, my slim frame. Yeah, I reframed the word from skinny to slim. Yes. And that, that felt a bit more empowering. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that I had a, a bigger bum than most mm-hmm. other girls, which also, yeah. you know, because other girls were like, almost, <laughs> you know, generous yeah. over it. So that kind of uh, boosted me a bit as well. Yeah. Um, and then also taking on, com- this was one of the hardest things for me, taking on compliments from other people. Because I used to really think whenever somebody paid me a compliment, they were mocking me. And that was because of my uh, the own struggles that I was going through, whereby, you know, I, I just had no love for myself. So, so embracing those compliments, taking it on and not feeling, um, you know, you feel that you kind of immediately do this, this knee-jerk reaction of complimenting somebody straight yeah, away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost cancels out the compliment. Yeah. So kind of, refra- you know, refraining from that and just taking it in. Yeah. I did yeah. it, you know, yeah. this 
this sort of thing, you know, this cheap thing, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's helped me along the way and just kind of owning who I am now. Yeah. Owning me, this is me, I can't change, I'm not going to go undergo any plastic surgery. So mm-hmm. I'm just owning me, owning my style and just being authentic in everything that I do. Oh, so I'm just going to pick up on some really some gold that you dropped there in what you said there so firstly it's almost like you have to tap into the pain Mm, of the situation yeah like because we can mask the pain by being a joker by wearing this mask but really when you are spending those lonely nights by yourself you're not being fulfilled with the person and you don't feel loved and appreciated truly it's tapping into that pain and then understanding so what do I need right now and processes like journaling is you know, so powerful to be able yeah. to witness your thoughts, your feelings and your emotions, really witness and say, OK, so what do I need? What is it that I need? Now, what do I stand for? What are my values, as you said before? Yeah. What are my qualities? And that's exactly what I do with my clients as well. We sit down and say, so what are the positive aspects of you? Mm. You know, at least 10 things. Then what are at least 10 things that you're proud of accomplishing in your yeah. life as well because yeah. yeah. no, sometimes we can sit back and be like oh I haven't done much but look when you passed your driving test I'm sure you were really happy about that so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you can look back and look at all of your accomplishments what you're proud of about yourself as well yeah. what you the positive aspects of yourself and I also love what you say because this is what I encourage my clients about the compliments because sometimes it can be quite a difficult process to think about the positive aspects of yourself if you're not feeling that way yeah but you would have got some compliments whether you received it well or whether you just <laughs> dismissed it because we do have that tendency to turn around that mean so oh oh I love your hair and you're like, oh nice shirt and yeah. it's kind of I what the well, deflecting it yeah yeah exactly it's like no 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 just say thank you yeah. receive it no oh thank you so much and also I do think just to add on a little bit of a bolt here is that if you are going to give somebody a compliment actually make it very meaningful to mm. what they're doing like for example Grace I absolutely love your leopard print top the cuts on that is fantastic and the shoulders really you know elongates your shoulders and it just is well, a thank you Teresha yeah you're welcome <laughs> and it's really authentic as well and you said thank you you don't even have oh hang on a minute so what, what are you saying <laughs> I don't look good <laughs> no, really. but some people some people are oh, no waiting for something back but that's not how yeah 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 it is a mm. case of okay you know just receive it and take it so exactly. I love that and do you would you say that when you tapped into like your values that you attracted David into your life and he shares similar values to you would you say yeah. that no I really do yeah once I kind of unearthed what my true core values were yeah I think I I, I must have been emitting that energy to attract David into my life and obviously it, my, me and David we kind of um we bonded over time so we first met um what year did we met in 2010 my gosh yeah 2010 and we kind of we knew we liked each other but it was a bit of a slow burn in that relationship and uh, that's David's fault not mine Uh, (laughs) David speed up (laughs) (laughs) hurry up David but um I always think in relationships, and this is one thing that I always tell my girls, you know, when you're looking for a guy or when a guy comes into your life, he should be adding value to what's already going on. You know, that's how you you start to build that solid 
relationship, like the, the solid foundations of one anyway. Yeah. And David was definitely complimentary of the values that I have. He's very nurturing, very caring. He's a family guy. Mm-hmm. And you, you just feel safe and secure. You know that, you know, if we, at the point, if we were to have a family, yeah. he would be a fantastic dad, which he's proven to be yeah. and, and continues to be as well. So we're very much... We're not the same, but we're very much complementary. So where I'm very kind of fast-paced, ambitious, heading to the top, David's very much grounded, nurturing, calm, collective, creative as well. Mm. So we kind of come together as a a nice combined package in that way and can help each other see the other's blind spots as Mm. well, which is really key. And that's important in a relationship. Everything is to have you know, some shared core values that you can mm. have. But the beautiful differences in a relationship that you can grow and learn to accept. Well, because we're yeah. always growing as people. You know, our, our interests, our hobbies and all of our passions may change over time. But that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a, a bit of an experiment. I know you used that word earlier about experimenting when it came to your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can experiment as well. You know, we're keeping this PG when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to your relationships as well. And you know, having those differences, you know, it's like, so what did you get up to today? Or what did you get up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can really keep the fire in a relationship. Oh, definitely. I mean, you don't want a carbon copy of yourself. My <laughs> gosh, you'll drive yourself mad. But I must say, you know, with every relationship, obviously there's going to be things, some things in your partner that will trigger you. Yeah. Um, and that's with all, you know, even with, within your friendships as well, with all relationships. Mm. But I kind of, um, and this was a, a concept that came to me in the last couple of years, that whole kind of the mirror effect. So holding up the mirror to myself and just thinking, why is he triggering me? What mm. is it within me? Mm. that you know I kind of possess those same qualities that's why it's being reflected in him so that's why I do a lot of personal development and the inner work just to understand because you know we're not we're, we're human you know we're, we we we're not flawless we we do things and you know we we have some qualities that aren't great so it's kind of looking within first to understand okay what's it in, within me first before mm. understanding why it is that he's triggering me, etc., and you know, it's the little things that trigger me. Him not washing up, yeah. <laughs> washing up too slow, washing up too slow. Love David, oh, love David. There's areas in my life where I'm slow. Yeah. Maybe that's what he's showing you. Maybe it's a mirror reflection. Maybe you need to speed up even more, Grace. Yeah, exactly. I need to get hyperspeed. Exactly yeah. That. yeah. Times two. <laughs> times two is that how you just give your messages <laughs> yeah. there are so, going to be things like that but you know what you know it's all about um I would say with relationships sorry that is um there needs to be a, an element of compromise as well you know because you're not going to agree on everything you, you, you're you're two different people so it's it's finding that common ground it's not kind of just um dismissing your values and what you stand for but finding a good compromise that kind of takes it where you're still seen and heard within that compromise as well. I think that's essential. That is essential and so important what you're saying there, because to be able to have that compromise, it does require 
some good communication. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, it was like some good communication. That's what so, I was going to come into. Oh, oh, well, I am going to let you move into communication because it's a huge <laughs> part of a relationship running as well as it possibly can. Oh, it's key. It's key. So I find that when mine and, uh, you know, me and David get into arguments, it is because one of us or both of us has not effectively communicated with each other. Mm. And I think communication is integral because the other person's not a mind reader. They don't know what's going on. Mm. And it's also the way the way that you convey convey things because I know sometimes I could be a bit short a bit snappy I know I know it doesn't it doesn't seem like I can be but no, <laughs> I no, not at all, Grace. <laughs> you'll probably end the meeting now <laughs> <laughs> I can be sometimes especially you know when it's that time of the month or some other oh yes yeah yeah so he you know I I'm very mindful of how I say things you know in terms of my my tone my behavior mm. uh, and he pulls me up on it and then vice versa as well is the same so we are still growing together and still kind of finding our feet when it comes to communicating effectively yeah. and even more so now that we've got our little daughter Eliza Ray because obviously she's like a sponge picking up all of this mm-hmm. so it's really essential just to be very open communicate if there's things on your mind there are ways to say it yes so that you can still be heard and it doesn't have to come off in a really kind of snappy way to just to get your point through you know shouting Mm. at the person so me and David we're we're still going through that uh, evolutionary process of communication but we have found that uh, it's got a lot better over the years and that's so good and as you said it is an evolution process as well because we are all changing things happen in our life that may trigger us make us snap so it's about you know going with the flow but knowing how to effectively communicate yeah and you said something that was really key during that as well is like the way that you're behaving so it's not just about what you're saying it's your whole body language and everything that you're bringing to the table you know in that communication because sometimes if we've been irate we may be you know jazz hands or yes. you know just pointing or turning our back and walking off and it's mm-hmm. all of those things and um said that when it comes to communication 55 percent of the way that we communicate is actually through our body language yes. and what yes. we're doing the eye contact the gestures and all of that stuff and only seven percent of the way that we communicate is through the words that we use yes, I know. yeah 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 exactly amazing. it's amazing isn't it and that you said the tone that's 38 percent mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. bringing it all together sometimes you sit down there you might have to say i'm 55 percent this i'm getting <laughs> this, this. <laughs> like one massive component however it's really important that you find the flow and what works for both people because we will all have different communication styles yeah and the way that we think different thinking preferences but it's important that you understand how your partner wants to be communicated with or needs have you heard of the five love languages yes i have yeah yeah yes yeah yeah intrigued have you and david done it at all no we haven't actually we need to we need to i can't remember what mine was um what 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 was what are the main so you've got physical touch no it wasn't that one <laughs> uh, physical touch uh quality time quality i think yeah quality time. quality time definitely yeah. quality time, quality time. Yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah. one of my physical touch and quality times are two of my top ones okay, um, okay. i really love languages and then you've got words of affirmation mm. you've also got acts of service and gifts 
Yes, yeah. And I just remember quality time. I probably need to do it again just to see. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really good tool for couples to be able to tap into because when it comes to communication and fulfilling needs, when you know what your partner's love language is, you can say, oh, okay, you know, Grace wants quality time right now, but I don't know, David might be thinking that he wants an actual service. You know, he's like, I don't want to be washing these dishes. My actual service is you. Yeah. <laughs> doing an act for me. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it is a really um, useful tool. And for anybody who's interested in it, you can just do a search online and just say five love languages quiz and it will give you a couple of quizzes there that you can yeah. do for single if you're coupled up there's loads of quizzes out there it is so. brilliant, it's brilliant. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna retake it definitely yeah again definitely I would encourage you to so um, I'm gonna ask you another question now mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. which I've asked you a lot of questions <laughs> as I, I do you. so in terms of love what is your personal definition of love in terms of the romantic scenery Oh, right. Um, Romantic. So I think love is... Love is unconditional, Mm. as we know. It's kind of... It's accepting all of the other person, you know, knowing that everybody comes with their flaws, but it's embracing that. Mm. And um, it's... I mean, we kind of touched upon some of it before with the communication and also the the element of compromise, but, you know, not completely um, kind of dismissing all your core values as well. But love is really just a union between two people growing together physically, spiritually, soulfully, all of that good stuff and kind of just fun and pleasure along the way. That, that's my definition of love. And, you know, there... I find that the, the further you go in a relationship, sometimes that that love can, the meaning can slightly differ. But there are kind of there are ways to reconnect back to that if you kind of want to to tap into that. You don't have to lose that definition or that 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 sense of it altogether. Mm-hmm. So you know, myself, David, we we readily find ways to spice up our relationship and reconnect on that physical level and. You know, we're always connecting soulfully and spiritually together. So I think it needs to be all embracing of, of all of that. Oh, that's beautiful. That really is. And every time I speak to somebody on this show, their definition of love is so personal and so different. It's not a dictionary standard definition at all. It's what it means to you. Yeah. And I love the whole embodiment of mind, body, spirit, that union between two people. And when you feel that union, it's powerful. Yeah. And yeah. reminding ourselves, even when we are going through tough times in a relationship of that union, of what love is and finding ways to just nurture and nourish that love is absolutely beautiful. And I think some of the, one of the key things that you mentioned earlier, so many key things that you mentioned, was loving yourself first. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. taking care of yourself, you know, really tapping into the way that you see yourself, your self-image, and giving it to you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what you said as well is about you know, being complimentary yeah yeah Um, and that's I absolutely agree with that as well because I I do firmly believe that somebody is there to compliment you and not to complete you Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we look to somebody to make us whole yes exactly yes yeah well we are we are already whole so yeah 
they're just complementing you know adding adding value to what's already there yeah oh that is oh grace i have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this conversation all of it's been so juicy (laughs) it really has and I for sure know that everybody who has been listening to this or watching on YouTube as well have just understood and learned so much more um, and understood more about themselves too and their potential to to have their own business um, and all of the components that will come with that so Grace I want to thank you so much the pleasure is all mine. mine, Teresa, to you and your audience as well. And, you, you know, there's a lot of uh, crossover here because relationships are key and fundamental in business as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the things we've touched upon here translate really, really well across. But I've loved, I've loved every second of being here in your company. I mean, you and I, we could talk for hours on end. <laughs> This is why I'm talking about part two, part three, part four. We can have a whole season. Yeah, we might have to. I could be revealing all of my romantic relationships. Exactly. And David would be sitting with popcorn like, (laughs) what's going on here? (laughs) So before you go, you know, before Mm. we depart, I would love for you to leave our listeners with one key message as well to help them along their journey of love, life and relationships. Yeah. Oh, yes. I really like this question when I got it, but I wanted to keep it simple. And let's just leave it as love yourself first. Love yourself first Mm. and the rest will flow in time. Those relationships that you desire, Mm. they will come. That perfect man, woman or whoever that you, you desire out there, they will come in time as long as it starts with you. Starts with you first beautiful message I'm sure nobody is going to skip to the end but even if they did that's such a powerful powerful message for you to leave so once again thank you but before you go as well I would also really appreciate if you could just let the listeners know how they can find out more about you uh, or follow you and any future events that you have coming up yeah brilliant so um, I spend most of my time on Instagram so you can catch me on uh, at I am Grace Nelson Mm-hmm. I'm also dabbling in on TikTok as well alongside Teresha. Yeah. <laughs> and you you find all my, my links in the show notes below. So don't you Definitely. worry. Um and yeah, on, on Facebook as well. So you can catch me in those three main areas. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'll also drop a link to our free checklist as well, 23 ways to uh mm-hmm. to get more clients. So I'll definitely drop that link. Brilliant, absolutely amazing. And can I just drop something in as well? Hashtag Grace Talks. Yeah, oh, hashtag, yes, yes, I've launched my own. Yes, thank you for that. I nearly forgot. <laughs> that one in too because I'm following. Yes, you are. You are indeed. Yes, I've launched my own YouTube channel recently. It's growing organically. I'm loving yes. it. Weekly videos dropping. So, yes, hashtag Grace Talks. And again, those links will be in the show notes too. <laughs> absolutely. It's great. I've been loving the video so far. So, thank Grace. You is omnipresent so everything will be in the show notes and we will be loving and leaving you there once again grace thank you so much for your time and energy today and for everybody who has been listening or watching i want to thank you for your time and energy today and until the next episode take great care of yourself and others too thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode Now, if you are motivated and encouraged after listening to this, please follow and subscribe to this podcast. 
Hey, and whilst you're there, go ahead and leave a five star rating and add a review. We would love to hear what aha moments there were for you. And hey, you know that saying, sharing is caring. So tell your family and friends about this podcast too. Now, you can connect directly with Cherisha at www.cherishayoung.com. You can also follow her across all social media platforms and you'll find her under Teresha Young. And there you'll be able to see what else she has to offer. So until next time, take great care of yourself and others too.